Very busy week in the news. I'm still shuffling through the paperwork for the Trump uh, paperwork that Trump released today and yesterday. I'm I'm not even going to get to it. I wasn't that interested in, in the first place. We'll probably talk about that. I would think tomorrow, but it's not going to be tomorrow because I've got to follow the Dave rule. And I'm going to follow the Dave rule because Dave is the reason I'm actually making this podcast tonight. And it's going to be an emotional podcast. It's not an easy podcast. Um, not to mention I'm going to follow the Bongino rule, which says, okay, wait 24 hours before you find out what's going on. And because there's a lot of things with this Trump and this Ukraine gate or whatever it is that isn't out yet. So tonight we're going to take a break and let's talk about something I really love and it's running. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so, you know, I was going to do a political thing. I really wasn't into it, so, because I didn't really know what to say. And the reason I didn't know what to say was because there's just so much to it. I haven't read the, um, I haven't read the testimony. I haven't read the report on Trump and this whole Ukrainian mess, and Dave, who is responsible for the Dave rule, actually did something really, really, really nice. Unfortunately, you're not going to hear about this until tomorrow, probably. So let's just move on and let me give you a history. I, I, as I've said, I am a huge running guy and I didn't put my glasses on, so I'm going to have to do this because I do have kind of a script. Um, and I'm a, a serious running guy, and my running has really has saved me. There's a reason I'm not nibbling on the barrel of a gun right now, and it's because of my running. And I think we need to talk about that. I think I need to talk about it. You don't need to listen. You can hang up right now and whatever. I, but here's the thing. I've got kind of a history with running. I've been running now for probably... Jesus, 39, 38 years? I, it's been a long time. I started running when I was 14. So that's close to 40 years. I'm 51 right now, going on 52. I'm closer to... <coughs> God, I'm going to die soon. I'm closer to death than when life. I, uh, that really bothers me. I've been a runner since 14. I was awesome in high school. Um, I won a bunch of races in high school. I actually qualified for playoffs. I've got uh, for the playoffs for running and cross country and track. I did go to a state. Um, I did go to a state track meet. I finished dead last, but I did go. I mean, that was something. I won a bunch of races. So let's just say I was pretty successful in track. Um, I had records in high school um, for track and cross country. Those have been broken a long time ago. Not a shock. I did uh, public 5Ks and 10Ks in public means. I signed up and I paid my $15 or whatever it was. And I usually walked away with a medal of some kind and a t-shirt. Now, mind you, back then, going home with a medal meant you actually won something. 
I know everyone gets a medal today when they do a 5k even though they finished dead last and they walked the entire 5k but not back then back then if you walked an entire race you didn't finish in the top three in your division or overall you didn't get a medal you actually just got the t-shirt a lot of people were really happy about that um, they just got the t-shirt and they could wear the t-shirt at their parties um, sorry I lost my thing well here's the thing I got married at like 23 22 I can't remember I don't want to remember my marriage so I'm not gonna bring it up so basically I stopped running I was going to school I was working full-time I had kids basically I had a life and running was not the most important thing with my life it really wasn't too much of a life to waste an hour a day training which is what running actually requires it requires between 30 minutes and a couple of hours of training and I just wasn't willing to sacrifice what I had at the time um, I you know I coached my kids I had to work full-time I was going to school full-time at the time I didn't have my degree at that point as you can imagine I got fatter here's the thing with people who are started out really skinny and then get really fat they trick themselves into believing they're not fat okay and that's what I did you do things that avoid that reality and I, I did things like that I slept on my stomach because it pushed my stomach up and it didn't make me realize as I'm sleeping there because I'm not a great sleeper as I'm sleeping there god my stomach's really round so I would sleep on my stomach and I was good with that um, I wore loose fitting t-shirts I Izod shirts were out of the question and yes Izod was a thing back then so I got rid of those and when I had to w actually wear those I'd keep them untucked because I would think that if it untucked maybe it's hiding something um, I wore comfort fit jeans 501s Levi 501s were out of the question at that point so I went to I don't know Ross or Mervyn's or wherever and got comfort fit jeans which basically are drapes hanging from your hips and then I would brag about what a great athlete I was like somehow that's gonna prove I'm in great shape that's what happened but there was one thing I couldn't fix and it was my chest pains and my cholesterol I was having a tight feeling and this was at work and finally someone told me you know do something about it there was a tight feeling in my chest I went to my doctor I went to a doctor I, I whatever the insurance because I'd never gone to doctors before probably because the doctors would have told me the truth and the doctor said um, your cholesterol is close to 300 you weigh 210 pounds now here's the thing I stood at five foot seven 
Now, Dave, who's the reason I came up with this, is going to sit there and say, yeah, five foot seven. Please, I'll stop breathing when you hit five foot seven. I, I was actually five foot seven. The army said I was five foot seven. So, in other words, I'm short. Okay, and that's what it comes down to. But here, here, here's the thing. I needed to lose weight, and I needed to change my diet. I needed to change my lifestyle. And I felt like I got hit by a baseball bat when he told me, your cholesterol is at 280. You need to, your chest pains, yeah, that's because that's like a pre-sign that you're going to have a heart attack and you're going to die. This doctor was not the nicest person in the world. He, he said, I love him because he saved my life. But this doctor was not, his bedside manner was iffy at best. He was smart. He was an engineer before he became a medical doctor. But, but the reality is that's when it hit me. I'm fat. I'm out of shape. And if I don't take care of it, I'm going to die. I need to figure it out. There's a guy named RJ. And that's his real name. I, 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 not making this up. I said, you know, I told him about my cholesterol. I told him about my chest pains. And the first thing he said is, yeah, well, no shock. You eat like crap. You're at McDonald's every other day. And you can have a salad with all that Caesar or ranch dressing. It's not going to help you. You need to change your life. It was really, really hard to talk about. It was really hard to deal with. I talked to my father and my stepmom, and they both said the same thing. Well, then change. What's the problem? It's not working for you. Okay. At this point, I went on a diet. I started working out with weights. I started running. I actually have a book coming out that talks about this. I went on a high-protein diet, low-fat diet, moderate-carb diet. It worked. And a year later, I lost, lost 60 pounds. I could do 50 push-ups straight. And I was running half marathons. But there was one thing that kept happening. I kept getting hurt. And I'm not talking hurt because I was lifting too much on the bench press. I kept getting hurt because my running was not working. Now, I, I pushed that off into something that was, um, I assumed it was because I was fat, right? But at one point, I weighed 145. I'd actually lost. I, I, I had to gain back weight. I, it was, I was losing too much weight. It wasn't healthy. I pulled muscles. I had shin splints. I had plantar fasciitis. I had Achilles pain. I even had a stress fracture. It made me stop running for six months. And I had to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to deal with this? And I did. And I kept the weight off. But I was doing something wrong. Because the reality is, I lost 
I, I did the anaerobic weight, which means anaerobic workouts, which is weightlifting, push-ups, whatever. I did that to help me lose weight. Running doesn't help you lose weight. This is the this is a fallacy. You see a fat guy running around, he's not gonna lose weight. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. There was something I was doing wrong. And I needed to figure it out. So let me tell you something. Do you know why I believe there's a God that loves us? There's a God that actually leads us? That the Bible is right? I don't think the world is chaos or anything, anything like that. Because I experienced coincidences in my life that changed my life. One day... I'm going to have another podcast or I'm going to post a blog or something. And I have already. Um, it's on my other website. But I'm going to explain how I ended up in information technology when I graduated with an English literature degree and was accepted into law school. You won't believe the coincidences that happened there. It's a really bizarre story. That story was God saying, you're going to be a crappy lawyer, be a system administrator for a computer network. But that's going to be later. We're not going to talk about that. I have to follow Dave rule, and um, that is a story that's going to take another 30 minutes. It's a really long, it's an awesome story. So... Needless to say, I really believed in the coincidences. I don't believe they were coincidences. So here's another great story. I was at Georgetown University. We were visiting the campus, me and my family. We were visiting the campus. We made a trip to Washington, D.C., and we wanted to see we wanted to see Georgetown. It was one of the greatest colleges in the country. Um and we went to a bookstore. We went to the Georgetown bookstore. We were going to leave uh, for California later that day, and I wanted something to read all the way back. I mean, it's a long trip. Um, we don't have any of the winds that go with us. So going from Washington, actually we took off in Virginia, but going from Virginia to California would take about six hours. It was not a quick read. It was not a quick, um, it was not a quick trip, and I don't fly well, so reading was going to be something that hopefully would put me to sleep, or if not, if I found a good book, I'd be, I'd get lucky, and I saw this book sitting up. It was a bestseller. It was a New York Times bestseller, and it was called Bored to Run by Christopher McDougall, and I said, okay. I'll grab this one. Now, this was a hardback book. I lost it, by the way, which really kills me. Or, I don't think I lost it. I think I gave it to somebody else. But, I bought the book. And we had spent a ton of money on this trip at this point. So, I, I really didn't want to spend the 20 bucks to... Yes, this was, mind you, in the 90s. So, yeah, I didn't want to spend the 20 bucks to get the book. But I did. 
because I figured, okay, I'll read it. It'll bore me to death. I'll fall asleep on the train. From Virginia to Los Angeles, I finished the book. It was such an easy book to read. It was so engrossing. I could not stop reading it. And again, on my other blog site, I actually do have a, a book review of the site. Maybe I'll just post it. But the book changed my life. It became my Bible. Well, no, let's let's change that. Uh, the Bi my Bible is the Bible, but it became my running Bible. I have read that book five times. It is at work, sitting on my bookshelf. And whenever someone walks up and says, oh, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, take it. Read the book. It's a fantastic book. I even bought the audio book so I could listen to it. And I'm not talking about the audio book five years ago. I bought the audio book six, seven months ago with my free credit. I was 39 when I read that book and have not been injured since. Unless I tripped or broke. I've been injured, but it's basically I tripped over something, broke my arm or whatever. But <coughs> I have not been injured because of how I've run, of my form or anything like that. I have run marathons. I have run ultra marathons. I have the belt buckles to prove it. I have run in 48 hours. I have run... 135 miles. Not fast, but I did it. That book saved my life. In those 12 years, I got divorced. I got laid off. I lost my house. I lost my job. I didn't see my kids as much as I wanted to see them. I had to move to another city to work, and I'm still working there. I had to give my dogs away so I can deal with my life. I couldn't take care of them. My son passed away. I had to surrender my daughter through marriage, through her marriage. I had to actually tell my daughter, you need to stop talking to me about your problems. You need to talk to your husband. Running kept me sane. And that's kind of a big deal. And it's kind of not a coincidence. I don't think it was a coincidence that that, that book was there and I looked at it. And all the books, you, you've been to a bookstore and you've seen books everywhere, right? It could not have been a coincidence that I saw that book. God was throwing me a lifeline. But it also gave me, running has, has given me a lot more than just keeping me sane, keeping me from being depressed. When I moved to San Diego, I met a lot of people because of my running. Because I wasn't running short distances. I was running ultra marathons. And people were like, attracted to that. 
I wasn't this... People were attracted. I wasn't running them well. I mean, I, I'm not winning races. Okay. But people were interested. I trained four people my first year in San Diego. Because they just liked what I was doing. They liked the goal. And they are, to this day, still very good friends. The best relationship I've had since my divorce was bonded through running. We actually completed the... Um, we completed uh, the San Diego... I don't know what it's called, but it doesn't matter. We completed three half marathons and a marathon. This wasn't an accident. It wasn't luck. This was meant to be. It was God saving my life. Here's the thing. I believe in God. And I think maybe I lost God when my son died. Um, died tragically. But God has always led me. These, what a lot of people, agnostics, atheists, will say are just weird coincidences, just can't be coincidences. Because they have led me to a great career. These coincidences. And I'm going to put coincidences in air, court. They, air quotes. They led me to a great career. And they've made me emotionally stable. And they've led me to some great relationships. The bad things that happened in my life may have been on purpose too. Maybe I didn't see the signs. Maybe I didn't catch something. Maybe God was telling me something. For example, where I live now. Is that because of God? Or is that because I didn't hear God? I wasn't listening. Because I got news for you. When I was listening, things were great. And you know, it reminds me of a poem or a fable or a story. I don't know what it is. And it doesn't matter. Whatever. I but and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this off the cuff. I actually don't have this written down. And so, find, you can find it on the internet. I was just too lazy to look for it. But Jesus and me are walking. Jesus and I, I'm sorry, let's use correct English, are walking on a beach. And through the best times of my life, you could see footprints. If I looked back, I saw the footprints. Of Jesus and I walking. But through the hardest times of my life. When I looked back. I saw only one set of footprints. And when Jesus was next to me. I asked him. Why is it. You walk with me. During the best times of my life. But then on the hardest times. Of my life. 
your footprints are gone. Jesus said, No, those aren't your footprints. Those are mine. I was carrying you. Sorry, I lost it a bit. But here, here's the whole thing. Dave, who is the origin of the Dave rule, not an accident. Not a coincidence. And I think that... I think... I, I'm listening again. Maybe I lost that stuff. It's been a rough... I... I it's been a really rough last few months. And I always go back to what I need to go back to, which is my running. I'm trying to get myself back into shape. I'm trying to do an ultra in January. I'm in good shape. And I just need to realize, okay, this is a signal. God is sending me a signal Get your stuff together. And that's why I'm talking about running tonight. Because I think we need we need to really begin to start listening to life. And we don't listen to life. Agnostics, atheists, uh, non-secular, all these people, they just don't get it that there is a life out there and there is someone out there who gives a crap about you. I never believed in Darwin. I, I, I'm sorry. I read, I read the origin of species. It was a really dry book. It was really a boring book, but I did read it. None of it came true, by the way. All his theories never happened. And yes, I've got four minutes left, so I'm kind of bringing this on but darwin was a christian i think he was a catholic i don't know what he was he believed in god he he i i just think i just think that you know something there are no accidents things happen they're not destiny they're not fate i don't believe in fate and destiny because if i believed in fate and destiny my life would be a lot better than it is right now but I do believe things do happen for a reason. And I think one of the things one needs to do is l let their uh, senses open. Keep their senses open and realize. And senses means look at what's happening around you. And understand that maybe that little thing that really shouldn't have been a big deal is actually a sign. Because here's the thing. Everyone says you can ask God for something. And he may not reply. But here's the thing. He may reply. And I think that um, he's replied to me quite a bit in my life. And he's said a lot of things. And if I ever told you what happened that made me go into the computer industry and stop me from going to the law, I think you would say, oh, Jesus, are you serious? 
you'd be in absolute shock how I ended up in the computer industry. Now, 30 years. I'm going on 30 years in the computer industry. When I have a degree in English literature and was accepted into Southwestern University for law school. And it just, no, it wasn't going to work. I was given a lot of, given a lot of signs in my life. And I think... One of the things we need to do is maybe they're coincidences for the agnostic, but I don't think they're coincidences. I think it is take this path. Just like Jesus walks down with you down the beach and he's going to he's going to lead you and then when it gets tough he's gonna carry you. And it's really something. So here's the one thing. Here's the big message. The Dave rule. Which I think this the Dave rule is going to have to be a different topic. One day we're going to have to talk about the Dave rule. I think if I said I had a real friend in San Diego, there are two people that are the real friends. Chad, Dave. Dave is the sign from God that's saying, do this. Chad is the sign from God saying, don't do this, because I do things that Chad doesn't like. And he tells me, muskrat, or he, he says, don't do this. I really believe that there are very few accidents in life. The question is, are you going to see those accidents, those coincidences, as something that is important? That maybe is something that you should change? Or are you going to see those coincidences as just coincidences or accidents and don't change a thing and I think this is where religion comes comes into play I would sit back and give you all of the um, all of the garbage that I usually do I you know, follow me on Twitter blah 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 I, I I'm not gonna do that tonight I just don't feel like it if you want to read this, you want to read... I actually entered a blog entry about this well before I started recording this. You can visit Dumbasses Talking Politics. And by the way, I know this was really heavy. Um, tomorrow's not going to be that heavy. Because Dave saved my life, but he saved it in a really... I don't know how to say this. He saved it in a really easy way. Uh, I owe him. There's no question. I owe this guy. But I think tomorrow is going to be a lot lighter. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm -hmm.